Hi, I'm Holly. And I am Danielle, and you're listening to the Spooky Hour. We're fucking back, bitches. Hi, friends. Hi. Long time no see. Did you know there's a new Halloween movie coming out? Because I didn't until like last week. I feel like there's always a Halloween movie coming out. It threw me the fuck <laughs> off. It like I got an ad for it on like my Instagram, and I was like, "This is a lie, right?" It's called Halloween Ends, and apparently it's the last one. I'm like, "You guys said the last one was the they last said one that every time." Yeah, but Jamie Lee Curtis is in it, so like I have to watch it. But I Absolutely. don't think it's gonna be that good. But we'll see. Yeah, I just feel like you could tell me in 20 years that there's a new Halloween movie coming out, and I'd be like, "Yeah, no, probably. Probably <laughs> there's yeah. just always a Halloween movie coming out." Totally. I love Halloween. Oh, my God. Me, too. Happy Spooktober. And it is, yeah, it is Spooktober. What day is it? Oh, my God. It it's October 3rd. <gasps> no. Dude, it totally so is. so funny. It's October 3rd. Guys. That's, can I, for this episode, make that the fucking episode post? <laughs> I think I'm just going to, like, make the episode name. It's October 3rd. It's October 3rd. That's so fucking funny. Let's do it. Wow, what a double whammy. It's Spooktober and October 3rd. <laughs> I know. My October 3rd is going to be shit because my month end is technically, like, the first two days of Ooh, yeah, the yeah. month. And it's just going to be a shit day because my month end shit is being taken over by some other shit that I have to do. And it's just a mess. Do you work from home? No. That day? Oh. I'm in the office. I was going to say just wear like spooky pajamas and have a drink and fuck it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> fuck it Mondays. I mean, why? We don't drink when we work from home. Totally not. I actually don't. I would never. I Yeah. No, I can't do it. I don't even drink <laughs> normally now, but as I yeah. have a glass of wine, but whatever. Um. So yeah, we hope you've had a lovely September. We sure, We know Danielle sure did and I, I sure did. did. I, I had the best September. It was a really good September. It was. I mean, Danielle got married. <laughs> yeah, guys, I got married. It's so funny. Like, we just had a really great party. <laughs> we just, that was the thing. It's like the photographer, because it rained on my wedding day and we were outside, like my venues, it's cabin. We were at a cabin. Yeah. But everything took place inside. So we didn't have like the best way to get pictures, but like we got yeah. what we could and I didn't really care. And she was like surprised I wasn't upset. And I was like, girl, I just don't care. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I just wanted this over with. Yeah. I was like, I'm glad this part's over. Let's party. And guys, Danielle partied. Danielle fucking partied. partied. She was so funny. I <laughs> wish I took videos. I could have, I would have made a montage. It was uh, insane. It was great. She all night, she kept being like, I feel like I'm 16 again. And I'm like, oh, hon, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> I died the next day. So it's fine. Oh, we all did. I was a fucking disaster. I always <sighs> threw up in the car on the way home. <laughs> God, I know one of our, my guests actually did. They yeah, work five minutes from home wild. and they threw up. Yeah. Because all of us have known each other since high school, pretty mm -hmm. much. Yeah. So it just kind of like, I don't know. I forgot how old I was for sure. Mm -hmm. Like, it just felt like a basement party. And, like, my parents were there. Well, my mom was with Riv most of the night. But, like, my dad was there who was, like, usually part we of our party. had to get your dad to get you out of the video. <laughs> yeah, my dad had to come get me, you guys. <laughs> just like old dad. I wasn't obnoxious. I was cleaning up. No, no, you were fun. You were not problematic at all. You were just like having the best time, and it was so cute. Yeah, it was a great time, you guys. We had a lot. Of you fun. can't be like, I don't want to be a mother tomorrow. I'm like, don't worry, everybody else will be. I don't want to be a mother. <laughs> Sorry, River. If you ever listen to this, <laughs> twenty years he listens to this. It wasn't you. It was just the alcohol. It was. I mean, sometimes he's guys. He's like walking now and like doing temper tantrums and guys like 
he's a toddler <laughs> if you ever thought about having a child just rethink it right now that's my advice oh my to God. you no, i'm totally <laughs> guys i'm tired I... my favorite part about danielle and Stuart having a kid is that they'll try to talk carl and i into doing it and then they'd say things like that immediately <laughs> definitely <after. laughs> or like Stuart... the worst time you should try it you should... it is a lot of fun though it's just like now he's like i don't want to eat anything like i can't get him to eat a single thing and he used to like his favorite thing was broccoli and now he won't even touch vegetables and i'm like but like give he's him not a- 16 or um 18 months yet is he no he's 14 i think it's his molars heading towards his terrible twos but seems a little early <laughs> i mean he is Stuart's kid so fair like oh if anyone <laughs> else has like a kid around my age like 14 months old can someone let me know if the temper tantrum smacking the head off the floor is normal because <laughs> he'll just smack his head off the floor for fun oh man like we go out and he has like a bruise on his forehead and i'm like so embarrassed i'm like oh my god it's not i did not do this i was like he just has moments okay oh he's a great kid though even though like, he is I, it's so funny because like i've never seen him really do that like he gets yeah. fussy a little bit but he seems to calm down pretty quickly yeah you can calm him down pretty quick my mom thinks he's like the happiest baby ever he is like the happiest baby <laughs> he ever he totally it's is just me as a normal parent for them to have what's that me as a parent it's kind of like you're supposed to like i i don't know i should have rethought this because when he does it i laugh <laughs> Like, there's one video. And like, when he, he fell. fell. Yeah. He was learning to, like, really, like, walk and stand and stuff. And he, like, fell and, like, smoked his face off of his um, shelf thing. And he, like, got back up. And the whole video was me just, like, trying not to laugh. <laughs> he didn't hurt himself. So, like, it's fine. But I feel like it's better than the helicopter reaction, though. Because it teaches them that, like, it's fine. Yeah, right? totally. Right? Totally. Parenting? Par- parent- that's the one thing. Is, like, you'll say one thing. And someone out there is going to hate it and someone's yeah, going to agree with it. So, like, I don't take advice. I don't take parenting advice from absolute uh, no one. I don't even take a parenting yeah. advice from my own parents. Like, no, because everybody does it differently and it's nobody's business also. No, as long as you don't raise, a- raise an asshole, then you're doing good, guys. <laughs> and you're not raising an asshole. He's a very happy little boy. Oh, God, yeah. He loves I everybody. Love That's the thing. He loves people. He's, which is like weird because like because <laughs> i don't love oh my god you don't. <laughs> we got one of our speaking we got one of our um we got our pictures back from our wedding and there's one where um one of the groomsmen's making a speech and in the speech he was like tearing <laughs> up <laughs> and stewart's like wiping tears <laughs> stewart's wiping tears from his eyes and my face is like can you please fucking stop it? Because I can literally, when I saw the picture, I could hear Danielle's voice going, stop it. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I'm not, not at like Stuart, just at like the groomsmen. I'm like, like I remember. Why t- are you crying? Yeah, I, I remember talking. I walked up to him. I think Danielle was the only one who didn't cry I at didn't her wedding. Cry. Holly bet me a hundred bucks. I had to win. So. Oh, I sold you a hundred bucks. Shit. You're not paying me a hundred dollars. We jumped in the lake. It's fine. Oh my god, that was amazing. I had so much fun. Ugh. It was like the best wedding ever. It was so much fun. I loved it. The food was great. Guys, the, the camp staff played Flip Cup with us. They were amazing. So I want to go back just to like hang out with them. Mm-hmm. Um, did you did she get pictures of River when he was walking through the, the yeah. cocktail hour? Yeah. yeah. I want to see those ones. Yeah, he's very happy when Jessica was holding him. Yeah, he was yeah. very very happy. I was I was standing with the photographer. Yeah. Well, she was... T- send me those ones. I will. Um, okay. 
are we caught up? Danielle got married. River's adorable. I am tired. We're going to a pumpkin <laughs> patch on Saturday. Oh, my God. We're going to a pumpkin patch. I'm so, so excited. excited. I'm supposed to be going to one the weekend after, too, but um, planning things with my sisters is like pulling teeth. Also, it's so. Thanksgiving weekend, though, but it's also your birthday weekend. They want to do it on the Monday. That actually might not that be that busy. That's what Bethany said, but I'm like, what? Like, mm. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I just want to shove pumpkins on my ass. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love it. Do you get the uh, Friday off too, though? Because it's your birthday. Yeah, I have a four day weekend. Oh, bless. I'm getting my nails done on Friday. Yeah. I might go. I get like a free facial from where I get my eyebrows waxed. So I might sure go for you my do. birthday facial. Shh. Why? Everybody I have told has made that joke. <laughs> <laughs> You're all sick. Are we, though? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Any who's it's. Um, shall we get into our first episode of Spooktober? Yeah, we're already Whatever nine minutes in year. of ruining we're people's already, lives. Oh, shit. Sorry, you guys. I'm not. Your dad chirped us for that. He's like, I try to fall asleep when I listen to podcasts, and I can't sleep because I'm laughing at you two being idiots. I'm like, wow, thanks. <laughs> thanks, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> um so you know me i love a theme so for the month of spooktober i am going to be covering movies that are based on real crimes so So i'm going to do a little synopsis of the movie and then talk about the crime that it's based on oh my god that's so Um, fun yeah it came to me in a dream Uh, literally like i just like woke up one morning and i was like i'm gonna do this i was (laughs) like all right okay you could do that (laughs) you're like great go back to sleep honey (laughs) (laughs) um so the first one we're going to talk about is scream and it's based on the gainesville ripper is it actually it is uh very loosely uh but like enough for me to want to talk about it so the movie scream the first one came out in 1996 which made me feel really fucking old um how old were we four because that was the year riley was born oh my god emma wasn't even born yet wild yo uh when we went to the casino they id'd emma and carl didn't realize like how young emma was yeah and then carl just looked at the guy goes fuck i'm 11 years older than her and the guy's like yeah i'm not gonna id you Come on in. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious sucks to suck carl <laughs> he's so old um so uh, i stole this next line from a description on apple tv but quote west craven reinvented and revitalized the slasher horror genre with this modern horror classic which manages to be funny clever and scary um so i got a brief summary of the movie for those who haven't seen it uh from a i guess critic named joss Oren. Uh, so quote after a year or sorry i already fucked it up a year after her mother's death sydney prescott and her friends started experiencing some strange phone calls they later learned the calls were coming from a crazed crazed serial killer in a white face mask and a large black robe looking for revenge his phone calls usually consist of many questions the main one being what's your favorite scary movie um along with uh much Sorry, along with much scary movie trivia, ending with bloody pieces of innocent lives scattered around the small town of Woodsboro. So it's like a slasher flick. Um, I feel like if you haven't seen the movie, you've at least seen The Mask. Because totally. like, I still see trick-or-treaters wearing it to this day, like 25 years later. You know what's so fun? I play like Call of Duty Warzone, and I bought the Scream character. Did you? Yeah, my person is Scream. Or oh my Ghostface. God, you knew I was going to do this. Totally. I is love that, Ghostface. That's his name? Ghostface. Ghostface, yeah. Um... So, yeah, if you don't know the movie, you, like, Hondo P know the face. Like, I know you've seen Have it. you seen the movie? 
no <laughs> okay so guys so like i know farm, enough about it and i've the seen farm, clips we're gonna of watch it, it and i've seen scary movies <laughs> that doesn't count holly yes, it, does. it does not fucking count no it does not we're watching scream on saturday my thing is like i watched all the scary movies first so now i can't take any of the actual horror movies seriously because i just think of the scenes in the scary movie fair <laughs> my favorite's on the hat gets bigger yeah <laughs> <laughs> i make that reference all the fucking time <laughs> No, but we're watching Scream. Can, we're watching Scream this weekend. I can't say who I'm thinking, tinking, tinking. thinking about, but that. Oh my god! Stop it! It's so true. <laughs> oh. Okay, guys, just laugh so, with us. You don't know the joke, but just just laugh. You're not in on the joke. No. that's a Cobra Starship song. <laughs> um, so Kevin Williamson was an up and coming writer in the 1990s, around the time the Gainesville Ripper murders uh, like were happening. The case really caught his attention for some reason, and in, it inspired him to write a screenplay that followed the murders of college students. This screenplay would go on to become the first screen movie. Um, I think they changed it to like high school students though, and they. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little bit different than the original screenplay, but he literally based it on the Gainesville Ripper killings. Um, In a very nonchalant quote from Kevin, he summed up how this came to be. Quote, back when I was researching Danny Rowling, who is the Gainesville Ripper, I wanted to write about a serial killer on a college campus and an FBI agent hunting down a college professor. But then I decided to do Scream. (laughs) And then I decided to do Scream. (laughs) (laughs) Just right to the point. Um, So it's very loosely tied to the Gainesville Ripper. The guy was just interested in the case and wrote something inspired by it. But like I said, enough for me to want to talk about it. Totally. Um, So who is the Gainesville Ripper? Daniel Harold Rowling was born on May 26, 1954 to Claudia and James Rowling in Shreveport, Louisiana. Uh, Like most serial killers, Danny came from an extremely broken home. His father allegedly never wanted children, but they had two sons anyways. Mm. Um, James was a cop, but came home from serving and protecting to abuse his wife and children every day. Uh, The first abuse incident occurred when Danny was only one year old, (gasps) when his father, quote, punished him for not crawling the right way. Um, The abuse only escalated when Danny's younger brother, Kevin, was born the following year. Claudia tried to end the marriage, but she always came crawling back to her husband. She was kind of stuck in that vicious cycle of, I can't live without you. I can't live with you. Um, it's really annoying. Danny, I, fucking, I, yeah. I shouldn't say that, Especially but I really hate that. Especially when there's children involved. It's like, like I, I, I will never understand it. Like, but. I get upset when, like, River, like, the other day he was, like, crawling and he got his finger, like, stuck under his, like, he's like, a little desk chair thing. Yeah. And the chair moved weird and he got his finger stuck and he kind of, like... He cried for a minute and then I got like really upset because like he's upset. Oh my God, did you have a feeling? I had a feel. I only have feelings when it's involving River. <laughs> so then like when I hear like stuff like this, I'm like, how can you just let that happen? It really bothers yeah. me. Yeah. I don't understand it. And it's, I don't think you'll understand it unless you're in that position, but like it's, it's still okay mm. to be angry at it. Totally. I, yeah. And I can still say you're stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i don't care <laughs> um but yeah so they and they, like they're so young it's so sad mm-hmm. um so danny ended up failing the third grade due to too many absences and counselors described him as quote suffering from an inferiority complex with aggressive tendencies and poor impulse control uh so it the, the abuse is starting to manifest in school he was lashing out uh they the absences were mostly due to like hospital visits and stuff mm. um 
When Danny was around 11, he found a love of music, which helped him escape the reality of his home life. He played guitar and sang hymns. Um, graphic warning here a little bit. Around the same time, his mother was committed to a hospital after she had slit her wrists. Um, this traumatic experience led Danny down a path of drugs and alcohol. At 14, he was caught peeping into his neighbor's daughter's bedroom, oh which did not go over well with his father. Um, so obviously he was punished for that. Um, Danny promised to control his urges by attending church and getting a steady job. Oh God. And eventually, you guessed it, he enlisted in the army. Um, he initially tried to join the Navy, but he failed to pass their testing. I couldn't find what he failed exactly. Um, but he went on to successfully enlist in the Air Force, but it did nothing to better his mental state. I was going to say that the army was just like open arms. They're like, we'll take you. It's fine. Yeah, (laughs) of course we'll take you and we'll make you worse. Um, so he ended up quitting after going on like a drug binge. I read that he like, he did acid over a hundred times while in the air force oh my god <laughs> guys look what i can do <laughs> good god it's probably um, like another top gun movie so it oh my god <laughs> it didn't go well for him no it um, doesn't sound like it so after he left the air force he met a woman got married and attempted to start a normal life um unfortunately the cycle of abuse continued oh god, did he have in 1970 uh not at this point i don't think okay um i actually I don't think he ever had kids oh so thank that's- god that's a good sign. Um, in 1977, four years into their marriage, his wife left him after he had threatened to kill her during an argument. Um, so See? this is what triggered Danny. Smart. What's that? Smart. Leave. Bye. Yeah. Smart. Um, she like, so it said that they separated. I don't know if the divorce proceedings actually ever went through, but it just said they had separated. Okay. Um, but like she left his ass. Um, and this is what triggered Danny to commit several unthinkable crimes. Uh, his first sexual assault happened right after the separation, and he targeted a victim that looked like his ex-wife. Uh, so he's already, like, acting out. Um, from the late... <laughs> I'm so dumb. I wrote the year that it happened in. I meant to say from the late 1970s, but I wrote from the late 1977s. 1977s. Uh, <laughs> through to the 90s. There's so many uh, Danny, of guys. <laughs> Danny committed a series of petty crimes and thefts and had records in Louisiana, Mississippi, Georgia, and Alabama. He broke out of prison several times, attempted to find work, but was either fired or quit whenever he pleased. Uh, So he's just, like, living life on the run at this point. Um, While this was going on, three victims were found in Shreveport, which is his hometown. 24-year-old Julie Grissom, her father Tom Grissom, and her nephew, 8-year-old Sean. uh, They were all killed around the time Danny lost his last job and returned to his hometown. But they didn't have the DNA to, like, like, connect it. yeah. Yeah. So just suspicious that he was around and they all died. Um, I believe that Julie was an ex-girlfriend of his, too. Um, In May of 1990, Danny snapped and shot his 58-year-old father twice. Uh, His father did survive, but James Rowling had lost an eye and an ear in the shooting. Danny managed to escape, and he stole an ID uh, from a house that he had broken into. So he became Michael Kennedy Jr. and traveled to Sarasota, Florida in July of 1990. On August 24th, 1990, Danny broke into the home of Sonia Larson and Christine Powell. Um, Both girls were freshmen at the University of Florida in Gainesville. Um, Danny followed them home, broke into their house, and brutally assaulted and murdered them both. So this started his streak as the Gainesville Ripper. 
Um, the next day, Krista Hoyt was found murdered in a similar fashion. Graphic warning here. Um, this time he beheaded her and mm. left her head on a bookshelf in her room. Uh, he posed the body this time as well. Uh, I'm not going to be super descriptive here because it's gross, but I, if you know this case, you know what details I'm leaving out. Um, but look it up if you're you're into that. I'm just not. That's fucking well. Oh. Um, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I just said nope. Like no, thank you. Oh. <laughs> um. So the news of the murder spread across the university campus, and students started to panic. Police put out whatever details they knew, but that did little to comfort the students. Uh, they began traveling and living in groups to avoid being caught alone by the Ripper. Um, I even read in one article that they would like sleep in shifts. So there's always someone awake in the house at all times. That's which like heartbreaking. Is like, that is, yeah, intense. Yeah. Um, on August 27th, two more students were killed. Tracy Pauls and Manuel Taboda. Uh, both were 23 years old. Investigators believe someone may have walked in on the murders or that the killer was rushed as he didn't have time to pose or mutilate the bodies as he had done in the previous crime scenes. Um, the university canceled classes after this murder and students started carrying weapons around to protect themselves on campus. By the end of August, so before the school semester even started, thousands of students left the campus and around 700 never came back because they feared for their lives. Um, I don't blame them. (laughs) So police couldn't find any evidence at the scene to tie to a suspect. Um, instead of leaving the duct tape on the dead bodies, Danny disposed of it in dumpsters to get rid of any fingertips or sorry, fingerprints. Uh, he also used cleaning solvents on the victim's body to remove traces of semen. Uh, they were able to connect the first triple murder that occurred in Shreveport to these campus killings though. Um, investigators realized that Julie Grissom, the first victim was posed in the same manner as the other female victims in the Gainesville campus. Um, unfortunately that's as far as they got. It didn't bring them any closer to catching the killer. Um, however, Danny continued his robberies and petty crimes, and this is what actually led to his capture. So he had robbed a Win Dixie in Ocala, Florida, which, um, did anybody else think of Mayday Parade there? Um, just you. Just me. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote it out, Ocala, and I was like, Ocala is called. You're um, so funny. <laughs> So he was brought in after a high-speed chase after robbing this Winn-Dixie, and he actually wasn't tied to the Gainesville Ripper murders for another four months in January 1991. Um, So as I mentioned earlier, there were a lot of similarities between the first murders in Shreveport and the spree in Gainesville. And now that we're, you know, caught up to the 90s and we have DNA technologies, uh, investigators decided to dig a little further into the Shreveport cases. So at the time, the prison in Shreveport say that 10 times fast (laughs) collected dna from all of those who were incarcerated which is kind of weird because they like couldn't run it so i don't know why they collected it but um they ended up running that dna in 1991 and found um they found a match so they were able to charge danny rolling with five counts of murder and he eventually confessed to being the gainesville ripper claiming his motive was to be famous like ted bundy um, so he was sentenced to death on April 20th, 1994, and was executed on October 25th, 2006. And that is the Gainesville Ripper. That is crazy. Yeah, he's gross. There's a lot of details I left out because I find them unnecessary and disgusting. Yeah. But... And you know what's kind of, like, crazy to me is, like, I love the Scream movies. Like, well, some of them. Some of them are just... <laughs> um and uh but it's like to know that it's like somewhat written yeah about yeah something like that it's kind of like 
Ugh. Does it make it not fun anymore? Kinda, yeah. Because Am I it's gonna like, ruin every horror movie for you? <laughs> probably. Because like these are like movies where you're like, that shit is just not real. Yeah. Like it's, like it's made up. And then did you hear that? No, what was it? I don't know. Something just like rolled on the floor. Um <laughs> Stewart's just doing fucking somersaults. <laughs> Fuck bro, I wouldn't doubt it. But it's kind of just like, oh god, because this guy was just so gross and like Yeah, he was really fucked up. Oh, I'm going to ruin every movie for you. I'm so sorry. Uh, we're still watching Scream, though. <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> That's fucking wild. It was loosely based. Loosely. Loosely. Also, I love your theme. I'm so here for Thank it. Thank you. It's so good. Thank you. I thought of it, like, literally out of nowhere, and I'm just rolling with it. I don't have a plan for next week, so we'll find out. <laughs> I'll send you what I have. I don't know. What the fuck is he doing up there? Anyways, um, if I know any any movies that are related to true crime I'll let okay you know. but like i have a couple up my sleeve i love it i'm here for it i endorse it so fun i'm glad you like it i aim to please you did well <laughs> <laughs> um so i was looking at my script today and when i wrote it i don't know what planet i was on so like if it flow it doesn't planet toddler <laughs> probably um it, i feel like it doesn't flow properly but we're just gonna wing it so let's just do it yeah oh god i almost flipped my computer we're essentially an improv show so (laughs) kind of actually (laughs) i want to say i was prepared for this like coming back because we knew when we were coming back i was not prepared i'm never prepared i'm never ever prepared i always have like a loose idea of what i'm doing yeah Uh, the fact that i wasn't writing this last night was a miracle yeah i thrive off being like a procrastinator and i hate it about myself yeah (laughs) it's like i hate it but i enjoy it I need that pressure sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes I just don't want to do things when I'm like, shit, I got three hours to do it. All right. I'm just not down. one of those people that is like, oh, I can do it and have so much free time. I'm like, I will only do it if I have pressure to do it. Yeah. Because I get my free time now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and stress later. <laughs> <laughs> I'm selfish. Okay. Leave me alone. <laughs> so we're going to talk about the curse of Dudley Town. Okay. Um, so Dudley Town currently sits abandoned in Connecticut, uh, United States. I really thought it was going to be Ireland. Oh, right. Dudley Town. That'd be fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it wasn't really like a town. It was more like a small village and just named after the family that lived there or like founded it sort of. Um, it's located just south of Cornwall and in a valley called the Dark Entry Forest. Oh. Yeah. Sounds it sounds like a, like a children's fairy tale. Oh my God. It's like Hansel and Gretel. <laughs> going to the Dark, dark. Forest. <laughs> Um, so originally Thomas Griffith settled there in 1740 and then in 1747 Gideon Dudley arrived and bought land off of Thomas. Gideon's two brothers Barzala and Abel, A-B-I-E-L. Abel? 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 (laughs) Abe. We'll call him Abe. (laughs) Abe. (laughs) Good buddy Abe. Yeah. They moved to the same area and purchased land as well. Um, and then that was followed by Martin Dudley. So he lived in Massachusetts. So, oh, my God. Sorry, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> and moved to the same area. So he wasn't directly related to Gideon, Abel, and Barzala. But he married, like, Gideon's daughter. Okay. So he was related, like, through marriage. Yeah. 
and then I don't know if he like took her last name, but whatever. Um, it's so funny when I was like researching this, I remember being like, why do all these guys have cool names? And then there's like Martin. But then as I got like more in depth, I'm like, oh, he's not actually like blood related. So that's why he doesn't have a cool name. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the community was converted into like a farming town slash like land. Um, it was originally like this huge forest. Uh, it started to have more families move in, including the Tanner family, the Jones family, the Patterson's the dibbles and the porters however the area wasn't really well suited the dibbles (laughs) they're my favorite um so the area wasn't well suited to be a farmland but they did find like iron which kind of like helped the community to thrive for a bit um the thing with this town though it's like it has like shitty farmlands and they had like like iron to like sell which obviously brought in money and a bit more people, but there wasn't like stores. So there's no stores or no schools and like they're big on religion there. So there's no like churches. It was just like homes where people lived in. And then you'd go into town for things. That's it. It's like they were a town, but they didn't have like town stuff. So they would like outsource from like other nearby towns. So like Cornwall would be a town. So they'd like go to Cornwall and get shit. I think there was, like, a max of, like, 30 people living there at one point. Like, northern Ontario, essentially. <laughs> Literally, yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's just so wild to me that you have, like, all this, like, booming, like, economy, and then they're just, like... Not a single store. No. That'd be terrible. Um, so the community thrived for a bit and eventually became abandoned, and that's where it sits currently. Um, I'll get more into, the, like, the weird shit that's happening in this... Com- like, what happened in the community in a bit, but there's... um uh like ruins that sit of like old housings there currently it's um visited a lot however the pace the place is privately owned and was closed to the public due to the increase of visits and all the vandalism that took place unfortunately <laughs> yeah so now it's Why on people gotta ruin everything right so it's on like a lot of paranormal sequels but bubble list fuck me bucket bubble list, list yes <laughs> <laughs> bucket list because it's like allegedly like a curse so apparently this curse dates back to 1510. So there was a guy or like a dude named Edmund Dudley who was involved in a scheme to try and overthrow. There is a fly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> probably going for the dead mouse. Yeah, probably. Um, so he's trying to overthrow throw King Henry the, oh, I didn't look this up, the ninth. V and oh then God. four is nine, I'm pretty sure. It's like V You're is five. You're person. Hold and then, on v and then four eyes i'm pretty sure it's v. nine uh, 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 uh. yeah it's nine. nailed it okay i only know that because the rocky movies because i know everything if it's a my fucking god because <laughs> <laughs> like the eye when it's the eyes before the v then it's like before five and then if it's after the v then it's after five that's how i so funny that's how i taught myself anyways yeah because of rocky because of rocky yeah (laughs) you're ridiculous (laughs) so every time that movie's on tv carl makes me watch he's like it's frigging yell but she's not fucking here (laughs) i'm there in spirit okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah i love that um but yeah so he's trying to overthrow king henry the ninth and in an attempt at doing this or just like kind of like creating the plan edmund was beheaded um obviously he got found out but not only that an apparent curse was placed upon his family which would bleed through the generations of the deadly family members so edmund's son john like his father also wanted to control the british throne so there was a lady named lady jane gray 
and she was next in line to the crown once her father died. Um, so John started a plot to have his son, Guilford, marry her. Marry her, yeah. Yeah. So her dad died, which left her queen for literally guys. She's like the Kim K. She was queen for nine days. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. So um, she's literally Did known. she die? Yeah. She's literally known as the nine day queen. Um, so she, what the fuck happened? Oh, I'll tell you. So she married Guilford prior to her dad's death. So the scheme was like working in their favor. However, when her dad died, she was accused of treason and she was executed along with Guilford. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah. Oh, that's karma for him at least. Yeah. But like her, I don't know if she was like part of it. I didn't look too much in the history because like that history is just like blah to me. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, she was beheaded. So she lasted a whole wow. nine days. Yeah. So now Guilford, I mean, back then it could have been like, they just don't want a woman as queen. Like they don't want her yeah, to run shit. Yeah, and that's treason. Yeah, so they could have just that's been fair. like, make shit up. She probably did nothing. Yeah, just make shit up. Um, so now Guilford's brother was in the military, and when he returned from France, he brought home the fucking plague. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This fuck, the Dudley family's like oh. curse is insane. So this spread to his squadron, which then spread throughout the country, killing oh thousands of people. Like the Black Plague. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he just comes home. He's like, guys, I'm home. It's not funny, but like, what the fuck? And then kills everyone. Yeah. So the other brother, Robert, ended up saying fuck it and left England and ended up in the U.S. Um, in Connecticut, which eventually leads to William, who settled in Connecticut. But then William's descendants, who were Abel or Abel, Abel, whatever, um, Brazella, uh, Martin, and Gideon, are the ones who buy the land in Connecticut and create the Dudley Town. So that's how it kind of all connects. Um, but however, with any good curse, it's usually passed down um again by family members but some say william isn't actually related to robert at all so robert had two kids one died in infancy and the other moved to italy and like never <laughs> left so who the fuck is william related to that's what everyone's question is and like yeah we don't know if it's Where's maury right we don't know if it's he's actually related to the cursed dudleys in england or like a completely separate dudley family and he's wheeled in <laughs> yeah but people because of what happened in the dudley town they believe they are related to the Dudley family from England because that's where okay. the curse started. Um, no proof on either side, but this is like <laughs> the legend, whatever. Um, so Dudley Town thrived. Three Dudleys ended up moving out of town and lived their normal lives, as far as we are aware. So Abel Dudley stayed in town and ended up losing his like entire fortune. Um, there isn't too much on why and what he did. However, he ended up living until he was 90 apparently oh, wow. in the fucking wow. 1700s yeah yeah so before his death in 1792 grayson hollister was killed while building a barn for the tanner family so he was a bell's neighbor like the tanner family was yeah his fucking fruit fly i'm gonna fight it <laughs> <laughs> um so it's funny because i can't see it so you just that's just like insane couple. <laughs> 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 oh my god guys carl taught river how to like karate kick and now he just karate kicks absolutely everyone. It's so funny. It's so funny. He even it's does like, like the Carl's noises. proudest accomplishment. Honestly, he should be proud because it took like literally no effort. <laughs> River's like River's a sponge. Like, cool. Yeah, and now he wants like I I should post the video of his like foot just like sticking up and it's then he's so funny. It's hilarious. Um. So yeah, back to this guy. So he was building a barn for the Tanner family, who were Abel's neighbors. Um. And he ended up dying while doing it. 
Um, so Abel had became very like senile and ended up dying in 1799. And they said in like, he just kind of like almost like dementia in a way, but like, he just kind of was like, there's people in the forest they are coming after me. And then it was talking like mad shit. And like, he was like one of the original people. So even though he lost all his fortune, people kind of like housed him and he was named yeah. like, I don't know, he had something to do with like the town. Like he was like given like a status where he kind of like lived freely sort of thing yeah i mean there's only 30 people he could probably do whatever the fuck they want <laughs> um so william tanner who was um was also another one and he lived until 104 what but, the fuck yeah but he also went senile before dying there are reports of william telling some of the community that he would see creatures coming out of the woods at night so is it like senile where he's like going crazy because he's 104 curse? years old or is it a curse um, so there was a guy named Herman uh, Swift. He was a, ge- a general in the Revolutionary War. Him and his family lived near Dudley Town. And in 1804, his wife, Sarah, was hit by lightning while standing on oh, their porch. Shit. She was killed, like, instantly. Wow. Yeah. Apparently, this caused Herman to go into a spiral and ended up very mentally unwell and died shortly after. His report is saying that he went senile as well. Um, his house was on Bald Mountain Road, which was just on the outskirts of Dudley Town, but they've kind of lumped him in with this curse because he was involved with the town, like he was friends with the community members, um, but he also went senile towards the end of his life yeah. as well. So they were just like, hmm, interesting. So many of the community seemed to go senile and suffer tragic losses, while the Dudleys were just like, just like shit on like either like england and the u.s like no matter where they went they were like either being beheaded or they're going senile depending on <laughs> what continent they were on either way it's not going great for them no so after the civil war the town started to dwindle and people started to leave in 1901 john patrick brophy um while was still living in dudley town his wife ended up drinking herself to death what a way to go yeah and uh shortly after his wife's death his two kids just vanished in the forest and never were found again yeah john's house then burnt down with no explanation on what caused it then john went missing in the forest and was never seen again what the fuck so that's like the weirdest one where it's like every family member got affected and you're just like that's a little bit weird well it's even weirder because like people were seeing things in the forest and now people are going missing missing in the forest yep so after this town, ta- after this, the town was just completely deserted. Over the years, the forest regrew where the farmland was. Um, in the 1900s, I don't have the exact year, but after everyone left Dudley Town, Doctor William Clark was a professor of surgery at Columbia College, um, but he was also a cancer specialist in New York. He ended up getting older and started like wanted to like have like the quiet cottage country life. I feel that. Yeah. So he bought a thousand acres of land in Connecticut. Part of this purchase was Dudley Town. Uh, Dr. Clark started to build his vacation home here and over the years kept visiting with his wife while construction was happening. In 1918, so by this time he had his vacation home, him and his wife were visiting and um, he was like summoned to New York for an emergency. So his wife stayed back at the vacation home. So he left and when he returned, it was only like 36 hours or something like that when mm-hmm. he was gone she in that time frame completely went insane um oh she ended up talking about these creatures that were coming out of the forest to get her and that they were trying to attack her um it ended up like over it happened in a span of weeks like he tried to like help her over the span of the weeks she ended up committing suicide unfortunately yeah apparently she had previous mental health issues um 
and so that's kind but of like noted but something obviously happened there yeah something triggered it so um so dr clark kept his vacation home after his wife's death and over the years he built another home there in the 1930s he remarried and actually formed the dark entry forest association um it's this association that's dedicated to preserving the land and the forest. He just fell so in love with the area that he just felt the need to like preserve every aspect I of it, which is kind of like, do you love it that much? Like totally believe it, but like, is something telling you to preserve it? Oh yeah. So this, um, this association still is owning the land today and is dedicated to keeping the forest as wild as possible. Dr. Clark died in 1943 and his new wife died five years after that. They still have family members that actually live in the area. Um, now, some people believe that this is like the evilest place on earth and it's thanks to this curse. Um, local residents say there isn't anything supernatural happening, but others say it's due to the random insanity that happened to so many residents, as well as weird deaths and disappearances and claims of creatures coming out of the forest. Visitors who have braved going there said that they have heard weird noises in the woods, as well as they captured, like, there's actually photographs, um, of a wispy, like, white apparition scene, like, traveling through the forest. There's mysterious lights. Um, people have reported being pushed, shoved, and scratched with no causes. Um, now, you can't visit this town. As I said before, it's been made to, like, not have any trespassers because people had to go and ruin it. Yeah. Um, so, if you plan to visit, do it. So, do people still live there? People do still. It's, like, still... Dudley Town doesn't exist. Like, you can't find it on right. a map, but the area still exists. And um, there's, like, people on the outskirts of it that still live there, and they're, like, I'm not affected by it stuff. But there's, like, ruins. So, like, if you go into the forest, you'll find, like, ruins of, like, old oh, homes. Oh, that's creepy. Yeah, there's, like... You can see some pictures. There's, like, a built-up wall, and like, but there's a lot of, like, graffiti and stuff, which is kind of a bummer. And who knows? Like, people go there and, like, vibe totally off of it and do, um, like, seances and stuff. Yeah. Um, so if you do plan to go there, do it smartly. Apparently, it's because it's so such a small... Smartly. <laughs> smart, yeah. Since it's such a small, like, area, apparently the community as well as the cops, like, monitor that area a lot. Um but, like, is it a curse? Like, some people believe it's the Dudley curse. It sounds like a curse. Yeah. It's, like, it kind of, like, it kind of, like, trickled a bit. So, like, it started with, like, the beheadings in England. And, like, like it was, like, those were, like, immediate family members where it's, like, it started off with, like, Edmund, Edward, whatever his name was. He got beheaded. And then his immediate family, so his sons, got affected the most. One got beheaded. One brought yeah. the plague home. And the other one's just like, fuck it, I'm leaving. So, like, those... It almost, like, dilutes over time? Is that what you're... Yeah. I'm, that's, yeah, kind of. And then it kind of created this, like, community. And in the community, people just started kind of going insane. It's like... And I feel like that's the worst kind of curse. Because you can have, a, like, a curse where, like, you just die instantly. But yeah. a curse to live with, like, your insanity for so many years, I feel like is worse. That is worse because it's like torture, really. Totally. And then there's, oh my God, stupid freaking fruit, fruit fly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then some people believe that it's actually the land was um, previously like indigenous. And I was so, also kind of thinking that. Yeah. Especially like the seeing the creatures in the wood. Totally. Because it could be like the Wendigo. Could you imagine? I would yeah. Die. Um, but people do believe that that land was possibly cursed. Like, because it's, um, it was indigenous land and it was taken from them. So like, I'd curse it too, sort of thing. <laughs> so like when they, when they started building there, they're like, fuck you guys. And they just kind of cursed the land itself instead of like a Dudley family member. And the fact that like, it's still 
like no one's living there or anything it's like people have given up because it's obviously yeah you can't thrive off of it apparently yeah the land like it's like they tried to make it like a farmland and you just couldn't like it didn't thrive or anything like that yeah so it's almost like the land itself maybe it's a mix of the two maybe it started as a family curse and they just picked like an awful location yeah to build their home or what if part of the curse was like where this curse means that your land is never gonna thrive oh wherever you go it's just gonna yeah yeah and then whatever you try to do we're not gonna let you have it kind of thing like you want to build a house we'll burn it down so you think they could have like picked anywhere and it would have gone bad for them maybe yeah maybe i don't know or even like possibilities are endless yeah (laughs) and if it happens to be like indigenous and it has to be like they curse the land itself to protect the land because they've already taken everything anyways um so to protect this area they were like we're gonna curse it so when they try to build a house burns it down try to yeah grow co- crops won't do it because you can't do it yeah i'm leaning towards the land being cursed totally. i think it's maybe a combination of the two like it started as one thing and mm-hmm. then they just i think they just picked a shitty location to build on i think so too they picked a cursed land yeah. i i i kind of like i feel like it kind of like diluted as you said yeah i feel like that could be a possibility which is kind of cool i keep yawning i'm very sleepy it's almost 10 (laughs) o'clock and it's way past our bedtimes way past our bedtimes but yeah that was a good good start to spooktober so fun start we love a good curse we love a good theme we do do love a good theme i just love i love spooky season i'm so happy (laughs) this is holly's time to shine walk after work and it was like so nice and chilly out i was just like oh that's so good the first feels good the first day i woke up it was like 5 30 and it was like four degrees out i like went on the porch was like oh my god it's so lovely so nice we don't have the air or the heat on it's just we're just kind of vibing right now i love it yeah we last year we had it like the heat on because we were worried about river because he can't like regulate yeah. his body temperature and this year he like he sleeps with us so i'm like i'm not worried about <laughs> well it. i'm warm so. Yeah. so you've got to be warm so <laughs> totally Ugh. um all right friends we're old we're gonna go to bed but we are. you should be our friend first yeah come enjoy spooktober with us we're at instagram it's a spooky hour podcast the twitter's at spooky hour the email is the spooky hour podcast 666 at gmail.com it's thursday there is a ghost adventures special happening right now so oh, i just yeah. remembered this so this bitch ain't going to bed <laughs> <laughs> this bitch is uh, are you are you working from home tomorrow oh yeah I had an extra day in the office this week, and I have an extra day in the office next week, but I'm definitely leaving after my meeting next week. You should be able to, like, change your days. Like, if you have to be in there Monday instead of Tuesday, then you... Oh, I fully agree. Yeah. That's stupid. I fully agree. (laughs) Fortunately, I am not management. (laughs) Guys, we just have to win the lottery. That's it. I feel so whiny, though. Like, one extra day, and I'm, like, so tired and, like, (laughs) No, we we just know we can do it, be home, so they should accept that. Yeah. You know? And on that note, oh, wait, oh, oh my God, I almost closed the thing. Holy shit, I was going to die. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, stay spooky, friends. Stay spooky, bye. 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 <laughs>